Introducing new Kerrygold Spreadable. Only fools The rich taste of Kerrygold blended with natural rapeseed oil. Spreadable, straight from the fridge. Now available nationwide. Love the taste of new Kerrygold Spreadable. Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today I am joined by an absolutely gorgeous lady. She's very recently engaged and, like many of you, got engaged during the COVID madness. Today I'm joined by Sarah Hanrahan from I Come Undone, who is one of Ireland's leading travel bloggers and inspiration for all things Irish destination. I can't help but look at her Instagram feed and just fall in love with Ireland over and over again. She has, in her time as I Come Undone, has set up a phenomenal company called Experience Planner, who I only recently found out about. And I'm delighted that um, we were able to chat about honeymoons and all of those wonderful things. But today I'm going to pick her brain about her wedding planning journey. She's very early in her stages and I'm just so happy she could be here today. Sarah, how are you? Hi Sarah, how are you? It's so good to have you. Thanks for joining. You're overselling me there, but I'll take it. But look, do you know what? Who else is going to put you on the pedestal? You know, you've one opportunity. So Sarah, I'm going to get stuck in because I'm dying to hear your story because I've been watching it vicariously through Instagram. So I want to hear all the details. So like, let's go back to the very start. How did you and Sean meet? Sean and I met at a party 14 years ago, but it was kind of one of those things where we met a couple of times. You know, that kind of some people believe in faith. I don't know if I do, but we'd met kind of in different stages over the years, but not actually kind of spoken okay. to each other. Kind of like so. serendipity where. All if you believe things, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Came yeah. into place. So we met, yeah, we met at a party and um, things got pretty serious pretty quickly. We were, we were 21 at the time and yeah, basically had our first kiss the following week and he basically then moved into my house and never left and what? here we are. Straight away? <laughs> well, kind of pretty much, yeah, because I was living, like my parents lived on the Iron Islands, so they, he just kind of... <sighs> He just sort of, yeah, he got too comfortable squatted. and that was the end of it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. He's still here, I can't get rid of him now. Oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> tell me, so how long was it, um, how long were you together when you started to know that, you know, Sean was the one? This is cheesy, right? And it's actually funny because I'm really not, I'm not a sentimental person at all. I'm like, I'm not a very kind of lovey-dovey, but I rang my mom the night after our first kiss and I told her that I'd met, I'd met the man I was going to marry. You're joking me. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, click. No, do you know what? Honestly, Sarah, now thinking back, I don't think I did. No, I don't know what I was, maybe I was still drunk from the night before. So I don't know what I was on about. Because I don't know if that I had. Drunk and love. I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't remember that I had like a really strong sense of that. But I did say that. I remember it. So I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and how long were you together before you got engaged? Uh, we're 14 years together this October. So, so we were 13 years together when we got engaged. Yeah. You know, you just want to be really sure. You, you oh yeah. Too yeah. Sure. yeah oh yeah I, to be honest I never like it, it's one of those things I kind of just thought it was something that other people did getting married it wasn't something that was massive for me and like yeah. Sean and I wouldn't be very traditional in the kind of we haven't really been you know that interested in kind of 
milestone you know every every couple yes, is different every person is different and for us a journey as a couple we haven't really been kind of eager to do the kind of traditional milestones buying houses having kids that sort of thing so yeah. For me, I honestly just thought weddings were a lovely thing that other people did that I got dressed up for. I just didn't think that there was something that we were going to do, to be honest. And so when that ring went on the finger, how did that change your whole mindset? Did you go, oh, my God, like, I, you know, I don't think I can do this bride thing. Or was it like, yes, I, I arrived. like I'm such a planner. That's what I do. So as soon as the ring was on the finger, I was like, right, what are we doing? You know, call yeah. this person, call that person, get it booked in. Like I had, we got engaged on, I think the 19th of December and I had pretty much the entire wedding done, booked and planned by the end of January. And then the outfits Stop. done by the end of February. Yeah. You're joking me. So, <laughs> so let's come back a step. So did he actually propose on the 19th of January of 19th so, of December? He, my parents live on the Iron Islands and he had said that he'd want to propose last year. And then obviously COVID hit and we had a dog that we were absolutely obsessed with and he died suddenly in October and, Aww. or in December and it, it destroyed, it destroyed us. Like it, like it really destroyed me. Yeah, so by the a, time we a, got, it's a, it's a child, like, you know, yeah. And he, like he was like my soul. I was obsessed with him, like really, really. And he died suddenly, he's only five and it really killed the two of us, like really bad. And I think you know, the lead up to Christmas with COVID and there was so much expectation of what was going to happen, what wasn't going to happen. Then my sister, who just moved home from Australia, couldn't go to the island to be my parents because of restrictions. So I was going as the only child, no children, nothing. And I felt a massive sense of, not from my parents, but I felt a massive sense of kind of needing to make it good for everybody when I was really feeling really shit, like at the lowest point, like really bad. Um, So Sean came with me because he was like, I'll drive you down so I can take the car back. So that was kind of unusual, but I didn't think anything. I just wasn't in the frame of mind of yeah, the future. So I just wasn't, yeah. nothing seemed suspicious to me at all. And um, we got to the island and he was like, oh, do you, he's like, let's go for a walk, put on a nice outfit. And I was kind of like, that's a bit weird, but I never even, like, I was like, why is he telling me? We do a lot of photos. So like, it wouldn't be that unusual, but I was just wasn't in the, I'm, so I'm wearing this like old puffer jacket that I have from like five years ago and some random jeans. My pockets are stuffed with carrots because I like to feed all the horses and donkeys on the island. And uh, <laughs> we walked out to the back of the island and he told me that he was taking a photo on the camera which wouldn't be unusual at all. So I didn't suspect anything. And he ran over towards me and he was getting down on one knee, but I thought he was falling. So I went to help him up. I went to help him up and then he proposed. Oh, that is so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my it God. Was, it was very simple. It was lovely. It was really nice. And you you said, so as soon as you got engaged, so were you able to celebrate your engagement? Have you been able to do anything celebratory with COVID or? Not really, but I think, you know, I feel like, because I haven't been somebody who's kind of always looked forward to my wedding, I would rather I I'd rather me miss out on those opportunities than someone else who's always been excited about getting married. And then, you know, they can't do that because I never really had an like I'm not sure that I ever would have had an engagement party or anything like that anyway. So yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not upset about the fact. Yeah. No, I don't. I really don't. You know, and at the end of the day, I think it's very different. Like I really, 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 my heart goes out to couples who say got engaged in 2019 or 18 or whatever and yes. planned for 2020 and then COVID hit. Whereas we knew that the pandemic existed when we got engaged. We knew the pandemic existed when we started planning the wedding. So we're in a very different situation to a lot of people, you know, and it, yes. it, it, there was choice involved. And I think that's what's really important. Of course. <laughs> and so you, you, you said you gave us the rundown, you know, got engaged on the 19th, done, dusted pretty much end of January like job yeah. done 
Well, yeah. the hands of it. Absolutely done. Talk us through because that is like a pretty speedy turnaround. So can you talk us through just your planning experience? Absolutely. How did you start? Where did you go? And, and well, for me, tell us anything? No, I can. But, so for me, you know, I, I, I'm in a lucky situation where I'm born and raised in Dublin. And I knew that I wanted to get, get married in Dublin. So as soon as we got engaged, I kind of I wasn't really considering anywhere else. I really like the idea of a city wedding, people getting the bus into town, having a nice evening out and going home. I like that's kind of, in my mind, that's what I thought would be right for us. So, you know, I'd ruled out sort of anywhere else or certainly at the start. I had considered the island where my parents live because it is absolutely spectacular. But there's so many variables when it comes to having a, a wedding on an island, like suppliers getting over, like guests getting over, guests not being able to leave. You know, there's a huge amount of added stress. It's it's phenomenal if it works out in your favour, but there's so many things that can go wrong. And I just think there's enough planning, you know, for a day when you're already kind of in the same location. So I, I pretty much knew that I wanted to get married in Dublin. And I'm in a very lucky position where, you know, I'm born and raised in Dublin. I was really into kind of culture and the arts, even from a young age. So I used to go to all different cultural exhibitions and different things all around the city. So I've been in a huge amount of buildings around Dublin. And then obviously with my work, I get to go to a lot of press events, which are really lovely. And they're always held in different locations all around the city. So I've been in every even potentially potential wedding venue in Dublin, really, at this stage, you know. So even a lot of kind of really elaborate Airbnbs and that. So I had an idea of different places in mind. We went for, there's a restaurant in town that we're going for. So it's it's beautiful views. It's right in the city centre. It's not a traditional wedding venue, obviously, but they do do weddings. And then after that, you know, say one of my friends is a beautiful singer. So she's going to sing at the ceremony. Her brother is a fantastic musician. So he's going to play at the dinner. One of our friends is a really good DJ. So he's going to do. So a lot of things came together quite easily because of, you know, being in a in a creative industry, you know a lot of different creative people and yeah, growing up in the right. same city. Yeah. So I, I had a big um, step up in that way that I already kind of had access to and contacts with a lot of people. So you could just short circuit it, you know, yeah. that whole decisioning and, you know, building up the trust and doing the research. Yeah. And that's half the battle is doing the background homework on yeah. each of those suppliers. We didn't have to do any of that. ready to go. Yeah, that's we didn't have to do any of that. So almost every kind of every element of it and even the even the restaurant that we're getting married in one of my very good friends who's also well I'm saying he's a bridesmaid but he's male so should I say a bridesman I had a bridesman yeah bridesman but he actually works for the for the restaurant company so he I like he's friendly with the manager so that was handy when the restaurant was closed I was able to get a direct line in there and He's also training to be a sommelier. So he's doing the wine menu. So everything. Fantastic. You <laughs> everything just like sort of all these resources. That yeah. Yeah. So it, it has in that way, you know, it was easier for me because of kind of my background and, and, and my knowledge of the city and just the people that I happen to know, you know. Yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> and talk to us about style. So you're very laid back, as you said, about the whole thing. So. And you're going for a city wedding. So already I'm creating this Sarah Hanrahan mood board in my mind. Like, can you tell us a little bit about your style journey then? Absolutely. So I, in terms of, I had, I really had in my head that I wanted dried flowers. I just feel like they're very romantic. Yes. And we're actually going mad about flowers. Um, it's an Irish company. I don't I know. think they're based in Dublin. They're they do incredible dried flower bouquets. It also felt practical because with COVID, if there was any issues with flowers being open, that we could get them ahead of time. That wasn't the You're reason. It's so practical. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's all about the delivery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dried flowers. In terms of colours, because I have two female bridesmaids and then a male bridesmaid. So obviously they weren't going to be wearing the exact same outfits. 
but also one of my bridesmaids is kind of traditionally girly and then another one of my bridesmaids definitely isn't so I wouldn't want to put her in a dress so everybody's wearing something different okay um so I was I was really enjoying the kind of burnt orange kind of copper mm-hmm. color as a color theme yes. and I also thought by chance like we were getting married on the 18th of September and it's quite a nice autumnal color yeah. but also if we had to push the wedding out, I thought it wouldn't really matter because it kind of goes all year round. It's not really a seasonal color. Yeah. Anyway, um, so one of my bridesmaids is in a copper dress. One of my, my other bridesmaids is in a burgundy jumpsuit. So my bridesman is in a pink suit. So because there's no kind of cohesion in the bridal party, I've brought the colors in by having the groomsmen then in a, a mix of different colored dicky bows and braces. So we have pink braces for one. We have a burnt orange dicky bow for Sean and we have burgundy braces for another so there's a cohesion amongst the actual wedding party rather than specifically between the bridal party I just love that and apologies in the background as you know I've got a very yappy dog so I know I, know, I love dogs I, I, <laughs> I know you do I know and I think she senses she knows your love for dogs but I just want to check with you it just sounds so beautiful and I and I, I just love because it's so different from some of the other weddings that we've been that I've been chatting about it's um and I love I just adore if I didn't do my wedding the way I did mine I would have done the Dublin city centre wedding I just I love it I love the the video I, I love the 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 photography that comes out of it and you're really seeing that now with a lot of covid weddings people are really leveraging the city center yeah. and all yeah. that so it's really good so in terms of photography have you thought that through because you're you're oh, you know, yeah. is like beautiful photography was a really big thing for me and i already knew actually i knew who i was going to get because i followed her for years i got Ivana patrick i absolutely she's amazing. very amazing her photos are very moody they're not your kind of traditional I absolutely adore her photos like I knew I knew it was going to be her and only her and then I was trying to consider other options we were looking at the budget and we we're kind of like you know because the photographer is quite expensive so I looked at other options but ultimately it, I just knew do you know what this sounds so childish but I knew in my heart and soul that if I went for another photographer that I'd be disappointed with the photos before I even saw them and I know that's so you know, silly your heart set absolutely I had my heart set and I needed to be honest with myself about that so I just I went with her and I'm so excited to have her I think her photos are absolutely incredible. I couldn't agree more. And tell me, what has been the most stressful thing so far? Um, I think, I suppose, not being able to try try things on. So for the groomsmen, I didn't want to wait until, because I didn't know at the time when shops were going to reopen. So rather than going in and getting fittings, I wanted to get suits and, and slacks and stuff sent out to all the men. But then obviously, naturally, man, like none of them knew their sizes. So I had to no, reorder. I had to reorder so many different pairs of pants. And then with the delays I, of with the delays of returns yes. and co- I'm still waiting on about a thousand euro worth of pants to be returned. Oh my so that God. was like all of the, the bridal party, everybody knew their size. There was no issue, bish, bash, bosh. The men were an absolute nightmare, just reordering and reordering all different sizes. But we got there in the end. So I mean it was only mildly stressful, but that was. And also, I suppose you know, we decided to go ahead this September because, you know, A, work-wise, Sean and I both work for ourselves and we don't know what position we're going to be in next year. So just, you know, it's good to sort of, you know, with the way he works, he mightn't have time next year to say go on a honeymoon. So we said this year, well, we do have it. Let's get it done. Also, we don't know when COVID is going to end. Also, I think it's really nice to have something to look forward to, even if it's not exactly sort of a big wedding. I think giving ourselves and other people you know some of our friends and family something to look forward to yeah and I think it is it's such a and and I've had this conversation with many that have got engaged during the whole COVID madness it's been such a such a glimmer of hope and such a joy in the whole process of it it's really picked 
like it's amazing for a whole family how much it just picks everybody oh up. yeah it gives everybody something to look forward to and so if if I like normally I would be asking those who've come through the process that they could do one thing differently but like just even hearing your precision and how well thought through everything is like I'm presuming there's nothing now that you've come this far down that you would do differently I don't think I mean now at this point yeah but maybe on the day no I I'm really like I am really happy and one of the things that I thought that I would have enjoyed was going around dress shopping but I actually then I went and I'm getting my effort made and um I am obsessed with it I'm absolutely obsessed with it can you tell us anything not the style or what you're going for but just a little bit about what you're doing (laughs) so my friend it's not made yet it's being made and um I'm getting made in Covet in Paris Gorge townhouse yes she's incredible Lana's absolutely amazing and any of my friends that have seen the mock-up have said that they never would have expected it, but now that they see me in it, they couldn't imagine anything different for me. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. I love that. And, you know, a lot of questions all the time where you can get dresses made. And, you know, it is the covets and, um, you know, and there's a few more out there that do it really well. And isn't it so good when you've got, um, you know, and, and I think that's been one of the good things about where we're at now is you've got this time to think creatively because you're not running into this place and out of that that's it yeah having all, like if all the bridal boutiques were open Sarah you probably would have gone in and got confused where absolutely have that reflection time is great now it's that time of the podcast for cool finds cool finds cool finds Now, do you like an old cool find of a wedding? I, I do, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, look, I have been, you know, thinking about this one. And of course, with you coming on today, I didn't have to dig very deep on this one because what you do is actually a serious cool find. And I've written, you've co-written a blog post. It's up on my site and everything. So just for background. So Experience Planner is the brainchild of you, Sarah. Yes. And what you specialize in is it's not just destination travel here. It's experiences. Yes. So So I like, yeah, I come up with depending on what people want. They tell me their exact needs and interests and I create an itinerary for them for whatever area they want to go to. And like, so it's, it's, you're even underselling it there because it's bigger than that. So if you think of a honeymoon, like you could just go on and check in somewhere and that's it, right? That's a break. But you do so much more. You think of every aspect around in their environment and everything. And it's not, you're thinking outside the box. So if you want a honeymoon glamping or traveling around in your caravan and doing all sorts of brilliant stuff, that's a real experience. That's what you deliver. Yes, I make a point as well. I really thrive on if people want to go to like pop up restaurants or want really unusual access to different, more familiar kind of destinations around Ireland. I'm all for that. I want to go the really niche, the really unexplored. I do. I also with people with restaurants, so I choose each restaurant based on their exact tastes and interests. And I put it all into my itinerary. And even the route for each day makes sense to try and avoid as much driving as possible. And it's all handed to them. Two activities for each day, three restaurants for each day all there all all, all the links to video yeah and so like do you have a sample itinerary like what would a like if if I was getting married I'm thinking look I want to go west I want to do something just just completely you know different I don't really want to stay in a hotel maybe what would you kind of start I always 
I so I have a 30 minute consultation with each client and I always try to ascertain exactly what they want because sometimes people will go okay I want to go to this part of Ireland but they're what they want from the experience won't be provided by the location that they initially want to go to so I try and kind of open up their minds to going to different parts depending on what they want you know sometimes people want to go west and they're adamant but they don't like you know water sports and they don't like seafood and that can still be done I still yeah. send people west without those kind of obvious because there's loads of more things to do than you know there's, there is the there's a great variety of yeah but um like I'll always try and just get people the most most niche experience and usually it starts with some really unusual accommodation whether that's sort of like a tree house or you know an old air like an airstream in, in a in a in a field somewhere just something if people really want to go like off the beaten track and go rogue I am there's no end there. to, oh I'm there I'm there with them nearly I'm yeah like, what are you doing on our honeymoon oh Sarah that is a good point that's ex- experience planner and if you even go over to Sarah's Instagram account I come undone the link is there thank you so much for such a cool find So, you know, you have been very practical about your whole wedding planning and you've already said that, you know, you didn't think marriage would happen for you. It just wasn't a priority necessarily. And here you are now and it's wonderful. What was it that you thought marriage would bring that wasn't not necessarily that wasn't already there? But what is it about marriage that makes you want to do it in the first place? I like asking that question is very hard to answer. Like I am excited it's this weird thing where just because I didn't see, it's not that I didn't want it to happen. I think I was just indifferent to it. And I think, you know, the way that the fairy tale is kind of told that like you either always dreamed about your wedding or you never wanted it to happen. I was kind of somewhere in between. You know, like, I just never had really a vision for it. And as I said, I am quite practical. I think like we are together so long. We've such life experience. And I think even going through the loss last year together, it, like in going through COVID together, it has brought us closer and I think it'll just be nice. I know that's really like, like a really bland. It's just such a like lovely I time. I don't, I don't know that, like, I don't feel like our relationship is missing anything. Will I feel differently? I have no idea because we're not married yet. You know, so I don't know that it's been exciting yeah. to plan. I'm going to say plan the wedding together as if Sean did any of it because he didn't, like, I didn't need him to do any of it. There was nothing he hasn't had involved. a look in, he's turned Not a look in. But you know what's great? He doesn't give a shit either. So he'll let me run off. I can do whatever I want. I don't like, it's hard to know whether I'll feel differently, but I think being together this long and I think the idea of standing, you know, with hopefully, you know, a good few of our friends and family and just having that lovely day together to celebrate us after, you know, yeah. a, a huge amount of life experience together. I think it'll just be an incredible experience to get married and to build in our bond I don't have any kind of massive expectations off of that I know and it's and you know what it's even just having that moment for yourselves as a couple to just recognize you know that you're together and yeah because you just get caught up in the day-to-day isn't it so lovely to have this pinnacle moment where people come together and go that's you guys that's that's it you know yeah and off you set sail now so of course you are together a long time right so there's there's no way that you get to this amount of time without going through all those different hurdles how do you guys because there's no couple in this world that hasn't had to go through conflict how do you handle and get over conflict as a couple we've gotten way better over the years thankfully we wouldn't be massive arguers but we're much better at communicating now and just being upfront, if he's annoying me, I'll just be like, you're really annoying me. There's no kind of, we don't dance around. I tell him, oh, I'm going to tell Straight him. Straight Oh, yeah. I'm like, I need to just get out of the room. Like, I need a bit of peace. Like, there's no, because we've been together so long, 
you don't feel like you need to dance around. Yeah, you're um, yeah very comfortable. And, and it goes both ways. But I think because we're very, very clear communicators, we never let anything build up. You know, it's everything's out on the table. And plus, Sean, probably more than me, he's not able to conceal his emotions. I'll know if he's annoyed or he's upset anyway. But I think that learning to communicate better with each uh, we're growing as people we've grown up together but also we, we've learned how to communicate better with each other and we also know for good and for bad what winds each other I know how to wind him up in two seconds and vice versa but you know we, we know kind of the things that annoy each other the most and therefore you can avoid them or you can <laughs> tap into them if absolutely <laughs> when necessary your guerrilla war tactics so yeah and- we don't like our arguments don't tend to you know, we very rarely have any kind of serious arguments. It's usually the usual tiffs that I couldn't even the next day tell you what no, actually started it. But, but then, you have to let it out. Like you're living closely together, particularly during all of this mad stuff. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to have an outlet. And Sarah, tell me what. So on that other side, like, do you guys have particular, you know, rituals or things that you do that you do, you know, that is relationship time to build up on your relationship and to make sure that everything is healthy and you have that together time? Do you do anything specifically, have date nights or anything like that? Well, even in the last year through lockdown, since we're back in Dublin, we always make an effort to do one day at the weekend just to do something. I mean, you know, you're very limited what you can do, but we'll always make an effort. Last weekend, we got up for the sunrise in Bull Island and went into town to get fresh pastries. Nothing major, but just bits and pieces. Um. So we've been quite good. And, you know, previous to lockdown, we would have been massive, massive, like diners. We would have gone out a lot for dinner because we both were both big foodies. So we would have eaten out a lot. And now, thankfully, Sean is a phenomenal cook. So he makes every dinner and like he makes incredible meals. We'll also make sure to get a bottle of wine at the weekend and watch a movie. We do. We tend to make the evenings and kind of weekends. We like obviously like most couples we're spending way more time together. So there is that sometimes you feel like you've so much time there's not that kind of effort to make it special but we do we'll, we'll do one day a week at least at the weekend where we go out and just do something anything you can think of a walk it's always a walk anything <laughs> absolutely well you know <laughs> and you might pick up the pace and you might fast walk or jog that, that's pretty much it and tell me this any annoying habits on both oh sides. my god what's the one that grinds the gears the most he screams on the phone, screams oh, into the phone, screams like he, he has a shed. He built a shed during lockdown and I can hear him oh, on God. the phone. And it's down the end of the garden. We have a really big garden. So that drives me. Anything drives me mad. It depends on which day of the week. So many things. Annoy, but So many things annoy me about him. But like a lot of them are just funny now because you get to a point where you know that certain things just aren't going to change. But that in particular, him screaming into the phone. Oh my God, it kills me. It's so annoying. What what would he say if I asked him that question? What would he say about you? Oh, look, I'm I'm acting as if I can't. There'd be a million things, but clearly I don't care because I can't remember that. (laughs) <laughs> um, oh I leave all the doors open when we're leaving oh, the house Jesus I never I, no no I leave all the doors swinging open inside the house I don't get why it matters he's oh my fire god thing, but, that is my husband oh, I always actually, talk about this Jesus, another thing I do that drives him insane is I don't break anything down before I put it in the green bin I just fire all the boxes into it and he goes mad <laughs> yeah you see chaos that, that's chaos, chaos. but I'm still I'm still I'm still at the doors open Sarah I can't yeah. 
not the not the kitchen drawers there on just the doors just all the doors around downstairs oh no like our house this press doors uh, dishwasher like everything's open you know fridge you know it's just open but oh um, sean has a habit as well he uses a new towel and then hangs it somewhere and then gets another new towel hangs that somewhere else i find like we have a guest room and i'll find like three or four barely used towels (laughs) hanging on the back i'm like why are they in there and then you're afraid to use them then because you know i don't know where they've come from yeah so i've got to wash them anyway and i do laundry so he doesn't care <laughs> we just need an intervention. No, I love it. I love it, Sarah. Thank you so much for your time. And it's so good to talk to you so early on because you're at exactly the same point uh, as many of the listeners that are tuning into this. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. It's been story. an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to see what you do. Dying to see. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels. That's the sound of Brian after purchasing his brand new smartphone at Harvey Norman. He said goodbye to long, expensive phone contracts by going SIM-free. Buying a new smartphone shouldn't break the bank. And at Harvey Norman, we have all the big brands and a large range of SIM-free phones. You can even spread the cost over 12 or 24 months with our flexible payment options. SIM-free smartphones at Harvey Norman. Break free and take charge of your phone. These terms and conditions apply. See harveynorman.ie forward slash tech credit for more information.